guys and gals, welcome to the Oxford Holy Club, a place where we ready ourselves to give an answer for the hope that's in us. We will also try to answer your questions, random questions from the interwebs, and have some fun too. So put some seatbelts on your ears because we're in for a wild ride. Well, hey, ladies and gentlemen, it's your host, Beard Man and Sugar Bee. Oh my, man that up a little bit. Oh my yeah. soul. <laughs> Scare you? Very much so. But I would like you to go back, uh, Kenny, after after we've recorded this. Oh no, it won't be out until next next Wednesday. Next Wednesday, listen to that episode. Lucas and I did exactly what you just did and tried to like man up our our intros. And it was uh Beard Man, Bald Eagle, and Sugar Bee. Beard Man, Bald Eagle. Now into a slim gym. <laughs> Ooh. Oh yeah! Oh yeah! Well, ladies and gentlemen, we have a special guest again, returning guest and uh, and friend and fan, uh, Kenny Wade. Kenny, how are you? Oh, I'm doing stellar. Thank you. That's fantastic. Last time, Kenny, we had you on the show. You introduced us to a vegetable we'd never heard of called the sugar beet. And Ooh. and so great. when we were thinking They're in everything. When we were thinking of, you know, it'd be great to give guests, or especially returning guests, their own their own nickname, their own, you know, to, to take to be a part, to actually take ownership in in the Oxford Holy Club. Yeah. And the best we could come up with for you was sugar beets. Now I say try harder. I, <laughs> I definitely feel like there's um, manlier things. I'm air quoting manlier things in your life that we definitely could have pulled Maybe from. Not. Well. I mean, we're going to talk a little bit again about Spartan and, and all that. So, there, you know, we could have definitely picked a Spartan name for you or or something. Um, but we Sugar went... Sugar Beets isn't very Spartan, is it? You know, it's not... It, no, it's not Spartan. I almost said it's not Sugar Beety. It, it, it definitely is that. It is all it sounds, up in it that. Sounds like a, it sounds like a, a, a tween version of uh, <laughs> a type of headphone um, that's marketed for them, the Whoa. Sugar Beets. Yeah. Wow. I don't know. Yeah. What if that was a thing? Now, that- I, I have a coworker that uh, she ju- she is like on the farm team for the Beat City Bombers. And she has tried and is worked over this year to become a starter on a roller derby team, the Beat City Bombers in, in Nampa, where we live here. That's pretty exciting. So should we change your name? But her roller derby name is going to is going to what? Uh, sugar beet bombers. Change the name to what? Bum, I don't know, like bum, bomber beets or beet beet bombers or just the sugar part. I just yeah, that it, I don't know. It, it's really that sugar Leave part that throws people, it off. But I'm just saying, yeah. <laughs> we'll workshop it. We'll you know we'll toss it around. Throw we'll throw some spaghetti on the wall and see what sticks. Oh shoot, Kenny, I'm not sure what things are like on your screen. I'm getting some serious video delay. I, don't, I can't tell if there's audio delay as well. Uh, intermittent. Okay, intermittent. Fantastic. Well, Kenny. Yes. Let's. Uh, Lucas normally walks us into the episode with something called a hypothetical, and you've done these with us. We had some really good conversations about dogs and and uh, what was it? German shepherds, German shepherds and, and cats. Cats. Yeah. yeah. Well, it's great. The hypothetical that comes our way tonight is this: If you were to have either a teleporter. Or a time machine, which one would you want? Keeping in mind that they are functional. They, they they're work. Functional. They're functional. Okay. They're functional. So not hypothetical, not hypothetical, functional. That no, yeah. Medical. 
they're they're functional, they work. You can teleport anywhere in the universe. Okay. And the time machine, obviously, you can travel forward, backward in time. Uh, keeping in mind that we now live in a world that has those MCU movies, and and I'm not if if you haven't seen Endgame yet, you have, right, Kenny? You've seen Endgame. I have. Yes, I didn't fall asleep either. Good for you. And I, I see that you reference it here. So I, I just, I think just to be nice to the people, I'm going to give you a spoiler uh, warning that if you don't want to hear anything about that movie, because I think Kenny may go there, maybe, um, then maybe skip ahead a couple minutes. Hard to know how long we'll riff, riff on this one. So Kenny, what would you choose? Well, Teleporter I mean, or time machine? Yeah, if, yeah, I, I mean, this is important stuff. Um, and it's a good one. It's it's something we all need to be thinking about, like spending large amounts of our time thinking about because at any moment, either one of these things may already be uh, a reality or could become one. So we have discovered that there are way too many contingencies with a time machine. And so this is the spoiler alert um, that I learned specifically from Avengers Endgame that every that we think that we know about time travel from all of the other movies that we've ever seen in our entire lives, which are our primary source for time travel information, as far as we know, mm-hmm. and some Netflix series, it's all fraudulent. Um, so I came out of this movie with a sense of uh, new awareness. Um, what what the kids say they call woke. Woke, you were woke. I, I was woke. I was hashtag woke. I wasn't just woke. Um, with this knowledge. It's a game changer. So I don't need teleport. Everything that we know about time travel is fraudulent. I can't trust it. I'm going to go with teleporter specifically because you can move a lot of stuff with teleporter Ooh. to a lot of places. And I think I could really leverage this in some type of cutting edge, uh, like ride sharing, um, transitional business. Whoa. Intergalactically. So not just planetary. You could you could start which your, brings us back to Avengers and Infinity War. Mm-hmm. Oh, Infinity War. Okay. Full circle. So we did time travel, but only conversationally. What we really want to do is teleport. So teleport. If you follow that really messy str- logic, so see, I think that's it's all, that's all. Uh, Kenny, I think it's hard because everything we know about time travel is based on movies and it's based on TV shows. And and certainly I think people talk about it. You know, there's there's, um, you know, uh, um, like quantum mechanics and and all of that type of stuff. And string and, theory. Yes. And multiverses and, and, and all these different things. I, an event horizon. Who in a, you know, that's a, did you ever watch I, yeah. Stargate SG One and the the event horizon of of the wormhole? Oh yeah. I right. It's interesting because I've I've I don't know what I do. It's funny. Um, I've actually heard people talk about you know how how God is through all of time because or God is outside of time and there's mm. been a view of God where um, that God is is present and past and future all at the same time that he is in our future and he is in our past and, and all of that. And I'm not sure what I think of that. Yeah. Um, that's crazy to think. Are we going to go theological here? Uh, no, I, mm, hyper theological, hyper, hyper theological. Uh, 
we're, we can definitely coin that. I, oh, thank you. That's what we needed. Yep. Uh, see, I don't know. I like the idea of the teleporter mainly because it can go everywhere. Uh, at least in this hypothetical, it can go all over the universe. Now, uh, there is a, obviously the chance if you teleport to a planet that doesn't have an, uh, an atmosphere that can sustain life, you're going to teleport once and die. Mm -hmm. Right? And I'd hate to see the used ad for that teleporter. Um, yeah. You make the landing right. Right. Uh so there's all kinds of places I'd love to travel in the world. So teleporter is really interesting. Most people choose time travel machine because they want to erase mistakes from their past, I think. But that's not where I'm at. Okay. Yeah, you, 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 mess, you mess with all the contingencies then yeah. and the branching of time and what was. And I just watched an episode of Orville. On, I don't know if you've seen Orville or not. You oh, know the show? Only on airplanes. Only when I'm flying have I seen Orville. Okay, I, w I watch this pretty pretty like weekly with a new episode that comes out. And they just did one on time travel. Um, and they brought a whole new level of conversation to can you encounter your old self and does it change everything? And can we go back? And I mean, it's a relevant conversation. It. It's I find it interesting, even though it's a hypothetical, because, you know, you're, I'm sure you're familiar with CERN um, and like the Hadron Collider and, and all of that in, is it in Switzerland? Part of it's in Switzerland and part of it's in a different country, I think. Yeah, thank you, Big Bang Theory, for making me aware of that. Oh, well, like, uh, there, I forget where I was watching it, and you can find anything on the internet, so take this with a grain of salt, but uh, this gentleman was talking about the scientists at CERN saying that that they they've been you know crashing these particles together and they've come, I don't know how, they basically described it as though there's this veil that they're trying to break through and they don't know what's on the other side of this like quantum veil or something like that and whether it's time travel or a different dimension or, or stuff like that but that they're actively trying to do that I'm not this big conspiracy theorist guy I just I thought it was interesting that is it possible that that do you think it's It'd be crazy if these things became an actual honest-to-goodness reality. Well, maybe we're going to find out in Stranger Things 3. Oh, man. There's a, there's a show. Not a sponsor. Maybe. But scared me. No, <sighs> but I'm just, I mean, you break through that veil and you're in the, you're in the upside down. Oh. And <laughs> now things get crazy, you know? Yep. That's where my mind went when you started talking about veils. Yeah, I'm gonna I'm gonna go teleporter mainly because in the next few months my family's moving and it would make it so much easier if I had a teleporter. Oh yeah, right. You know, like the things that you throw out because if you I don't want to bring them. I would totally help you move. Hey, thanks, man. Thanks. That that means an awful lot. Yeah, with my truck. Um. Well. We both chosen teleporter. Uh, we're gonna well definitely put out on our Facebook page, ladies and gentlemen, to find out what you would choose. Would you choose a teleporter or a time machine? And then tell us why. I'm choosing teleporter because it makes moving easier, and I'm not so sure about time travel, uh, especially after watching Endgame. Little little scared about traveling through yes. time. And Kenny, you are choosing. Doesn't work out for anybody. Spoiler. <laughs> teleporter teleporter all right uh this question comes from okay. yahoo answers and and it's an interesting question it it goes like this my parents sent me to college now the context is this 
I am stuck at college. I don't have a car and my roommates are mean, but I'm still stuck at college. Update. There's an update. My parents say that it's the best place for me and probably is, but I still don't like it. So this, this person, mm. th this young, young adult has awoken one day to find themselves totally moved out of their house. All of their stuff is around them and they're in a totally different yeah. room with a stranger. Uh, it seems like multiple strangers perhaps because roommates. That's great. And, and, uh -huh. and, 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 and they're asking the question, did my parents send me to college? What would you do? What, what would you say to this person? Huh? And they're feeling stuck, Kenny. Now you have you. We were sharing. Suck it up, Buttercup. We we were sharing just a second ago that you have a daughter that's just coming home from college, and she's and she's moving back. Yeah, in. I feel like the parent. It's like I woke up this morning, and now there's this person back in my house, and they brought all their stuff, and I can't walk around, and now we have an extra. It's like the reverse for me. It's it's they went to college and have a bunch of roommates, and now we got a new roommate, and we did and we we saw we should have seen it coming. Now I'm just gonna take I'm gonna take a quick. Uh, Especially the brothers. I'm, yeah. I'm, I'm going to take a quick second just for the listeners so that you know. Um, Kenny and I are getting a little bit of audio delay back and forth. So if it we're sounds delayed. like we're talking on top yeah, of man. each other, it's not. He's it's doing it right now. You. It's not. Oh, no. We're not doing it intentionally. He, I think he is right now. But, uh, but we're not trying to. At the moment, I'm looking at him on my laptop and his face is totally frozen and stoic. Um, I'm not sure what he's seeing from me. Hey, Sugar Beats, can you hear me? Uh-oh. Ladies and gentlemen, we have a frozen sugar beet. I guess I'll be monologuing until sugar beet comes back. Oh, the screen went gray. And and sugar beets is back. Yeah, I'm back. What happened? Never left. Well, it froze, and you kept staring at me, so I left the meeting. <laughs> okay. Now I'm back. All right. Well, welcome back. Definitely didn't talk about you while you were gone. Um. So when you when your daughter went, sure. did you like, uh, did you give her sleeping medicine, and and in her sleep move her to university or college? Is that how it works? I think that's what you do with your pets when you go on a trip, not with your kids. I'm just saying, it seems like that's what's going on with this person. That they've awoken in a college, they don't know how they got there, and they're stuck there. They they don't yeah. seem to know how to to walk. Well, I don't understand. Like they, they see this as a surprise and a punishment. Like, why aren't they going? My parents sent me to college. Yay! Yeah. No, it, this sounds like they're remorseful about it, or not remorseful. They didn't do it. They're they're better. I don't have a car. I'm stuck at car. Get a higher education. They didn't even give me wheels, and I've got new friends. And picture went dead what happened no there? Uh, yes i cut my picture because i'm gonna try not using my camera if you're okay to see if it helps with any delay that we might be having oh well do i need to do anything no no it's nice to be able to look at you you know to see okay. see the expression on your face my parents say it's the best place for me and it probably is but i don't like it there's just so many issues here there's mm -hmm. there's communication issues Yep. there's maturity issues expectation entitlement there's uh so many issues what was the alternative stay and play uh Fortnite for the rest <laughs> of my young adult life 
Yeah. I don't know. You know, some that's that's some people's dream. Is it? I'm going to get sponsored. This is all I'm going to do for the rest of my life. Yeah. <laughs> See, that sounds like a prison sentence to me because it's, I have no idea. Yeah, I was talking with my seventh grader yesterday. He, he watches people that play Fortnite, but he doesn't like to play Fortnite because he thinks it's a dumb game. But he finds it entertaining watching people that are 32 years old play Fortnite and commentate while they do it. That's interesting to me. You should take to Yahoo Answers and write that whole thing out and see what kind of responses you get. I know. That's crazy. I mean, I know what it's like to, to watch, you know, gamers play or things like that. I, I enjoy video right. games, but, but generally I wouldn't watch a game that I'm not interested in. You, you know what I mean? I don't like to play it. I just like to watch people play it and then make fun of people while they're playing it. Uh-huh. There it is. I think, I think yeah. there's, there's the thing. It's, and it's because, yeah, they're, they're, they, have, they both have this twisted sense of humor. Where do they get that from, Kenny? I have no idea. Hmm. Internet. So, so let them on that thing. So they sit back and, and laugh at people for making, you know, for being noobs or casuals at video right. games, but then won't step, up, won't step up and play it themselves to prove themselves. So they've never proven themselves. And, and no, they, play, they play other games like Ross, Rules of Survival. I don't even know what that is. Yeah, they. I don't either. Neither does anybody else. They're the only two playing it, maybe. I don't know. Okay. You say Ross Rules of Survival? Of survival, yeah, which this college kid needs because now he's in college and he's got room. I don't understand why he's – the entitlement seeping from these statements is just – it's it's just – it's it's gooey. Um, hey – Kenny, I know this is your son yeah. that we're talking about, but I want you to—I just want you to be aware. Um, rules, yes. rules of survival uh, is, ba- from what I can gather, it's basically like a yeah. Fortnite kind of clone. I know. Okay. But it's better than because they told me so. Hey, then you know what? You just keep paying for that game and all the the microtransactions. Good, f- good for you. I'm not doing that. I no, we don't, we don't, we don't support that. <laughs> That could explain a few things, though. I should check into that. Let's let's give this person our final answer. My answer to this person is, uh, it's hard to tell if the parents are paying for college. It said, "I'm, uh, you know, my parents sent me to college. Did they, you know, did you secure a student loan or did they pay for it? Um, regardless, be thankful you got into college. Yeah, seriously. And get a job, get a car, get a better place with better Embrace roommates. Embrace the adventure. Yes, embrace the adventure. There it is. See, my parents say it's the best place for me, and it probably is. See, they, deep down in their heart, they know that this was coming. This should, this shouldn't be a surprise. Yeah. However, they got there. Whatever dubious activity occurred in order to like Shanghai them, but they still don't like it. That's okay. I mean, there's parts of college that I still don't like. <laughs> sure. A long time ago. All right, ladies and gentlemen, it's now time for our Not A Sponsor Break, the part of the show where we highlight a product that we feel does it better than anybody else, but they won't support us financially. Nobody does it well, hey, ladies and gentlemen, I want to tell you about a shoe that actually grows. It sounds like a parent's dream. I have two children under the age of 10. I could have just said one is nine, one is seven. And shoes... 
are something that we seem to go through like crazy. My son just went through, I mean, literally went through a pair of rubber boots uh, last weekend and, and his aunt picked him up a new pair while he was with her for the weekend. Shoes are something that kids go through on a uh, crazy basis. And, and so across the world, it's not as easy to get shoes as it is for us. For us, if, if we go through our shoes, we can generally go to the store, pick up a new pair. Um, but in other countries, some children do not have that. And we've talked about the shoe that grows a little bit with Kenny before. But today's Not A Sponsor is, in fact, the shoe that grows. It's a shoe that expands five sizes and lasts for years. It's created for kids that are living in poverty. And on their website at becauseinternational.org uh, slash the shoe that grows, it says over 1.5 billion people suffer from soil transmitted diseases worldwide. Without shoes, children are especially vulnerable to soil transmitted diseases and parasites that can cause illness and even death. Children who get sick, miss school, can't help their families and suffer needlessly. And since children's feet grow so quickly, they often outgrow donated shoes within a year, leaving them once again exposed to illness and disease. The shoe that grows can change that. It expands in three different places, grows five sizes. It's made from long-lasting material and comes in four different colors for different needs as well. You can go over to their website and check out different testimonials from people. I actually ordered my own pair and have my own pair of shoe that grows for adults. And these things, uh, they remind me of kind of like the dad sandal that you're used to seeing, you know, the socks and sandals combo, which is totally okay because these things shaped around my feet and are extremely comfortable. And in my opinion, nobody has given me a comfortable shoe that can also make a difference around the world for kids than Because International, the shoe that grows. Welcome back, ladies and gentlemen. We are now going to move into our questions. Christians can't answer. And here's where the musical stinger comes in that I that I did last time. Dun dun dun. One of those. Mm-hmm. It's gonna be great. Um, so Kenny, just just to briefly explain what this is, there's a website out there. Well, there's multiple, but but there's a website that I'm looking at that has you know 20, 30, 40 uh, questions Christians quote unquote can't answer that we just do not have a response for. And so what we've been doing with these is uh, is each each week we've been taking a question and approaching it as though someone on the street just came up to us and asked. So we you know we didn't have all this prep time, we didn't have you know all those things. Now you know, um, there's a good chance that perhaps you would have your phone on you. So Google is allowed, you know, your Bible apps there. So pulling up your Bible's fine, you know, if you need to. Now, ladies and gentlemen, you may not be aware of this, but Kenny Wade is an ordained elder in the Church of the Nazarene. I should have been calling him Reverend this entire time, and I had no idea. What? No idea, Kenny. Now it's too late. Can't take it back. So... Uh, we were just talking briefly during the break uh, about Kenny's response, and he was going to get really hypotheticalogically, uh, you know, I, I got the word out, and I'm not sure what to follow it up with. Um, he's he's going to get hyper... Hypothetical. Yeah, go ahead. You got it. You got this. You got uh, this. You can do it. It's We're going to see, you know, what Kenny has to say to this and whether he'll maintain his credentials after or not. Kenny looks like he's I'd leaving. I'd like to. Yeah, man. I'll- you, there was a cat in here, and it tried to jump up on me, and now it's gone. Sorry. I'm listening. I'm totally ready to answer this really deep question. All right. So here's the question, Kenny. As though, and, and I'll jump in, too, if that's all right. 
Uh, so don't feel like you got to carry all the weight of answering this. If God is all-knowing, and I think we we coined that as omniscient, right? Um, but if mm, do we? I, do we? Well, okay. That's an, okay. That's an. Mm-hmm. There's a whole other conversation we could have about about those omnis and what they mean. Um, but if God is all-knowing, why did God ask Adam where he was and whether he had eaten the fruit in Genesis? So you know the story. It's it's in the Garden of Eden. It's within the first, you know, uh, it's chapter three. And Adam and Eve, they ate the fruit. And then when God was coming, they hid from him. And, and then God addresses Adam and asks the question, you know, first he starts with, where are you? And, um, and then have you eaten the fruit? And you can read the response from that. So... And then, oh, oh, by the way, they give this context in as though this is the answer that we're going to give and, and it's totally wrong. If the answer to this question is, quote, so God could test Adam's integrity, end quote, why would God not have, why would God not have already known this since he is all-knowing and knows the heart of man? Now, I will say my temptation is to, is to read these sometimes with, with a sarcastic tone. And I've got to stop doing that because I want to give yeah. like a sarcastic snap response. Um, and, right. and sometimes there's people that are honestly asking these questions. I, I, but I will say if, if someone's answer is so God could test Adam's integrity, that seems bonkers to me. I don't, I don't think that's what God was doing there. But I'm going to toss to you and then I've, I have a response. Adam didn't even have clothes. Did he know what integrity was? He was completely... Like innocent, if you're already innocent, do you, I mean, do you know what in, in integrity is? That's one thought I have. Another one is, if God is all-knowing, why did he ask Adam and and whether he'd eaten uh, where he was and, and whether he'd eaten the fruit? That's very relational, isn't it? Very like, much so. Yeah, that God doesn't come going, I know what you did. You know, I know where you were. I know what you did last summer. <laughs> um, he He's asking questions to have them respond and then to go from there relationally, I mean, that's just kind of surface, kind of simple answer to me or from from me. But I, I think the if God is all knowing, like if we just if we just stop there, this isn't the only place in Scripture where there's you know God asking a question or an outcome that's maybe different than than what was hoped for or that we thought was you know a plot twist. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think I mean there's a lot of there's a lot of questions around God being all knowing and and what that actually means and if foreknowledge also means determination and therefore there's no choice in it because if God knows it then it must be what's going to happen and so you don't have any path to take but that path determined to have it to do that because of God's foreknowledge right I don't know if that was a coherent uh, line of thinking or not I tracked with you. Um, I tend to come more from the, and this this gets a little bit um, murky, from the God knows all possibilities. Sure. Choices maybe become a reality in our action. And God knew that path and all the other paths that I might take. That seems to me a more robust definition of omniscience Mm -hmm. than God knew the one thing that I was going to do. You really hit it. It's that relational aspect. Um, because I suspect you as a father and, and myself, when your kid has done something wrong and you know they've done something wrong, you don't come running into the room waving uh, the hammer of judgment uh, you know, to go, I, I caught you, I knew that you were going to do this, and, uh-huh. and here's the yeah. punishment. 
it, it, at least, at least for us, I would go to, you know, if it's my son, if it's Jaden, I'd be like, Hey, you know, uh, Jaden, did, did you do this? And I want to give him the opportunity to own up to what he did and to maintain communication and know that he can still trust me when he makes a mistake. Right. Yeah, yeah. I, so I don't That's want good. my I don't want my kids to hide their mistakes from me, even even though they know that there'll be consequences for their actions. Now, did Adam know that there were consequences? I don't I don't know because you know similar to what you said, up until they ate, they probably didn't know what integrity was and what shame. Though well, they definitely didn't know what shame was and and like all all those things. Those things came after the fact. They definitely felt shame, um, as an as a result of eating from that, but. I guess I've always looked at that and thought God was trying to maintain relationship and give Adam the opportunity to to own up to his mistakes. Right. Right. Which like, he did not. <laughs> because if you if you never take ownership, if you never take ownership in your mistakes, do you ever really learn from them? Like if you just keep pe- trying to pass the buck to others. Yeah. Like, do you ever no, really you, grow? You don't. You're you're the you're the. the I, I had a conversation recently. The 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 antithesis, the opposite of of being a victim is accountability. Right. Hmm. Wow. I'd never heard that. That's I'm still, good. I'm, yeah. I'm still sure. Cause they, it's like a mentor friend of mine and, and we were talking about something and, and he goes, I've taught you this before. You know, this, what's the opposite of a victim of playing the victim. And it's when you choose to be accountable for your own actions and what you're actually responsible for. Does Adam do that? No. Well, the woman gave it to me. I mean, can you, <laughs> right. Talk about needing marriage counseling. Let's go. Oh, absolutely. And then she passes the buck. It's funny because in all of those, and we've talked about it before in the show, but in, in all of those responses, they blamed God and they blamed um, somebody else, right? Like the woman yeah. who you gave me. And then, you know, the woman says, you know, the serpent who, you know, who you made kind of thing, right? Like right. this whole passing the buck thing. Um, so I guess for me, my response, it, this is not that, I don't think this is that complicated. God knew what happened. God, I, I've got to believe that God recognized the separation that happened, you know, cause, cause they, there was an intimate relationship and uh, that God had with, with humans and, and there was a physical, you know, yeah. spiritual every, in every way separation. And he had to know, but it, it wasn't about him knowing God wasn't, wasn't displaying ignorance when he asked this question. Hey, have you ever asked an, uh, a rhetorical question, Kenny? What do you mean? Well, I'm just asking, have you ever, have you ever asked a rhetorical, oh, you're being a jerk. Oh, uh, what? I thought you were doing it. I thought you were doing it to me. I thought you were doing it to me. No, oh, shoot. Uh, no, but, but I think that you can see that there's a rhetorical question. God already knew, but come on, Adam. Own up to your mistakes. Let's move forward. Um, but there are yeah. consequences to it. Would yeah, so, but something else I really like about this is it's God seeking out. It's God coming after. It's God pursuing um, however you want, wherever you want to land with, with foreknowledge. And did God actually know what they had done? Something had changed. They don't show up for their, you know, walk in the cool of the evening together where are they god pursues god looks god god seeks god asks and mm-hmm. that's all that's a lot different imagery than what uh, a lot of people um maybe have received um about who god is, is as distant and commanding and 
um, demanding um, and projecting onto them um, instead of seeing relationship and looking for and asking questions, which I think really informs how a follower of Christ should navigate the day. I think we've given them a good answer for that. And I think we caught most of what you just said. Uh, Why don't we talk? What's going on with you? I'd love to hear what's happening with you. We've got a few different things in the notes that we could hit on. Um, But you've really, really got into Spartan, uh, is it Spartan Fitness? Spartan, what's it, what's it called? Sorry. Uh, Spartan Racing. Spartan Racing. Yes. Aru. Was that a chant or did you just sneeze? Yeah, they do this thing before the race. They pump you up. They say all these things. Spartans, who are we? And then everybody goes, Aru, Aru, Aru. And then they release the hounds and you begin the race. Is is Aru like a, uh, does it, is it a different language that means something? I don't know. Is it in the Spartan movies? I should go back and watch. But they do that. <laughs> they, they say it's A-R-O-O, Aru. Okay. Are you sure they're not trying to say a roof? A roof. The roof, the roof, the roof is on fire. Yeah. Probably not. Maybe. So what's going on with no. that? Because I'm uh, again, I'm I'm on. You know, I see you on Instagram, and you're just like, dude, you're doing all these. I didn't even know what a burpee was until I watched you do them. <laughs> you still don't know, then? <laughs> oh shoot! <laughs> <laughs> oh, I just slammed myself. <laughs> yeah, man. No, I mean, this it's something I'd heard about from some people. I think the first time I heard about it was on the sidelines of my son's flag football team. Um, and over 10 years ago, well, not 10 years ago, maybe six years ago. Are you still hearing me okay? I'm still hearing you good, man. It's different without yeah. video, eh? You can't tell that someone's paying attention. Right. Yeah, yeah. Um, and these people talked about, uh, some of the coaches talked about volunteering at the Spartan race. I was like, what are they talking about? What is this? And then I, I saw it. I was watching um, the Ninja Warrior stuff, and and I saw them do a race with Ninja Warriors against Spartans. I'm like, who are these Spartan thing? And then I had a friend that did it. So anyway, it was just this continuing thing that kept popping up. And I was like, what is this? So I look into it and you know, it's the shortest race is three to five miles and it's got 20 obstacles that are spaced throughout these three to five miles, but you don't know if it's three or five miles. Uh, when in, I don't how many kilometers is that? I don't even know. Yeah. Um, I'm not sure. Five, five miles is like, what is that like? Seven K, seven and a half K, something like that. Maybe eight. I'm not sure. It's you know what? Um, it's, it's eight, eight, uh, eight point one. Let's no. Okay. Eight point zero four. Okay. There you go. Um, but you have these different obstacles, and some of them are as easy as jumping over like a little four foot wall. And there's a six foot wall. There's a seven foot wall. There's an eight foot wall. Now there's techniques to get over these walls. Doesn't matter how tall or short or strong or um, you know, stocky you are. And I started watching videos of people going over these walls, go through water obstacles, the spear throw, the rope climb. And then they have these things like an Olympus wall and an Atlas carry. And it's like, what is this? So I'm not a natural runner, but I enjoy the physical kind of challenge type thing. And like, how do you overcome an obstacle? There's sure. a lot of practical application to everyday living, but now you're like striving for physical fitness too. And then there's this whole camaraderie with it of people that have volunteered with it and then people that run it. And it's really, I mean, I, I think it's only been going really since like maybe 2010, 11, 12, maybe. And it's just kind of grown to this international 
um, both open and age group competitive and then elite. And so there are these like protein people that are racing uh, Spartan and then other OCR obstacle course racing um, brands. Uh, there's a tough mutter and a terrain race. And uh, there's another one called uh, battle frog, I think. And there's a savage race. There's like all this stuff out there, but Spartan's the thing that I'm, I'm into. Um, and so this year I'm actually, I did, a, I did my first one last year. This year, uh, I'm volunteering at the Boise Spartan Sprint. Okay. And I've got people from my church that were on a volunteer team together. I think we're going to join a larger volunteer team or a larger team. We're going to volunteer and then we get our race for free. Oh, uh, nice. Which is kind of cool because you pay to basically go through this, you know, yep. mud and crawl under barbed wire and um, do this different stuff. Uh, but it motivates me all through the year to keep running and stay exercising, which just helps me. Um, uh, it helps my stress level. It helps me stay, uh, you know, balanced and stable emotionally. It motivates me even when I don't want to, to eat better sometimes. Sure. Um, yeah. So just, I mean, as a, as a 42 year old, this is something that I can still competitively access and there's other people that are into it too. Um, and, and there, there's a camaraderie with it. There's just, there's kind of a synergy with it, um, that I, that I really enjoy. But then I started seeing this, 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 um, opportunity to like, Oh, I can volunteer. Like I can give my time here. Mm-hmm. And now as a follower of Christ with other Christ followers, a part of my church that are interested in this too, we can like go volunteer. I mean, just do that out of the goodness of our hearts we have an ulterior motive like we're serving a risen lord and and want to share his love and goodness and just do that freely and we can do that with three to five thousand people they're going to come to the boise spartan sprint we can just hand out cups of waters or we can count burpees or we just volunteer our time um and then i'm going to run i'm still i'm regretting this a little bit but i'm going with a guy from my church there's about 15 people from my church including my pastor that do the spartan stuff which is kind of fun that that is around. cool. That is cool. Yeah, I mean, it's, it, it is fun. And some of them, they're just naturally gifted. They just eat ice cream. That's their training, and then they just go and they crush <laughs> it. Um, I got to train and not eat ice cream, uh, except for on occasion. Uh, <laughs> but I'm I'm doing a super this year in Utah in July. So the sprint is in June, Boise, and then the the super is eight to ten miles. And I signed up for the. 40 to 45 year old age group, uh, competitive. So I'll probably finish with the women in the open group. That's my plan. Hey, probably what's going to happen. You know what? So it's good to, it's good to have goals, right? Yeah. Yeah. But yeah, train for this running a little, I should have gone running tonight, but we had a really good breakfast for dinner. Now, Um, well, I'm going to interrupt you just for a second because as long as I've known you, you have been what I've what I've noticed about you, Kenny, is that you uh, take advantage of opportunities to to network different people or or uh, things together, and and, and so what the, what I've seen at least is um, you know we talked one time when you were on about because international and the shoe that grows, but am I right, right. to say because I I I feel like this is what's happening is that you're actually bringing the shoe that grows into this. Spartan environment. Are you competing or running in that shoe? <laughs> I, I, I might do. So, I've done some 
very limited training in them. Um, I'm not running these races in those. I've got some, there's some specific shoes that you get for those and you rip those up even, even doing it. Oh, wow. Um, okay. But there's like OCR specific shoes and different brands um, that, that people use for those. Uh, so what, what I'm doing right now is with the, um, because international, they do this thing with the shoe that grows, they get people to wear the shoe for two weeks and they call, they call the camp, this two week campaign, wear a pair, mm-hmm. so wear a pair of the shoe that grows, uh, which I'm doing right now. So what I decided to do was like, what's going to be my gimmick with this, like to draw people in or interested, maybe they're interested in because of practical compassion and the shoe that grows already. Um, what about my Spartan interest? Like, how do I make this not just about raising funds, but also a part of something I'm super passionate about on, on an ongoing basis. And so the deal, the, the, the thing that I've gone right now, what I have combined together is that if, if people donate to my wear a pair campaign for the shoe that grows, then I will and hashtag Spartan burpees because I want Spartan <laughs> to pay attention to this. That's my, yes, that's my pipe dream. Um, then I will match the dollar amount that's donated on a daily basis over these two weeks with burpees. Wow. So some of my office mates have said, I did this. And in the first day, somebody donated $200 and I was like, Oh, thank you. And Oh my goodness. What did I do? Um, and so I did, I did a majority of them. Well, I did a lion's share of them. Hold on. You just, you just went from over a hundred, which would be then the majority to yeah. quote unquote lion's share, which, yeah. which means you could like have done five, lions. maybe, maybe you, like a cub lion. You could have done five like, and all the lionesses did. It was a one. kitten's share. Really? It was a kitten's portion. Um, I, I, I think the first day I did 60 of them on my own. Wow. Um, the first day before I got into work, and then, and I do them like 10 minutes. I was doing, a, I was doing them in up 10 minutes, the 20 minute reps. So 20 burpees at a time, yep. recording it for proof. And then, but then I got in, I was like, Hey guys, coworkers, who wants to do some burpees with me? We can knock these out. And then I was like, Oh, this is much better. <laughs> and then I had people like, you know, holding me accountable, I guess, which I didn't ask for. Um, I'm a victim. I don't want to be held accountable. No, no. <laughs> uh, they're like, wait, people are donating dollars to you and then you're getting us to do burpees to match. And I know the burpees are getting done. The dollars are getting matched. And the people doing it now know that I involved other people in it and no one's complaining and everybody's happy and the kids get shoes and they get education. And what's your problem? Do some burpees with me. And so, Oh shoot. Yeah, I thought we, you, we had some heated moments and we got through it. I thought you just turned that around and, and we're talking to me like, what's your problem? Oh, I, no, I didn't have a problem. No, I, I'm, no I'm, I'm, I am not, I am, I am not yelling at you, Brad. I'm, I'm reliving with a little PTSD, a conversation I had yesterday. <laughs> hey, what's your, uh, Kenny, what's your, um, oh, Instagram handle. If someone wanted to follow you on Instagram and see the burpees yeah. and all that stuff that you're doing, how could they connect with you? Yeah. K doubly. So it's Kenneth William Wade is the name. And so that's probably already taken. And I like K dubs cause it's like two W's, but K dubs was already taken on Instagram. So it's K D U B B L E Y K W. That's still pretty cool. I mean, I follow you. Pretty good. Pretty good for a dad. Pretty good for a cringy dad. Yeah. There it is. Shoot. Yeah. 
I'll have to start working on my Instagram handle. Okay. Uh, so that's not all you've been into, Kenny. You're also, um, well, talk, talk, talk to us about this other driving interest that you have. The ride sharing? Yeah. What's going on there? Yeah. So since, since New Year's Day, I've probably got, I'm pushing 70 Lyft driver rides and about half as many Uber rides. Um, so I use my car for Lyft and my, my wife's car that's a little bit newer and within the age range for, for Uber. Uh, Do you have to be a millennial to, to use drive. Uber? What's that? Do, do you need to have, like, is your car millennial proof or like? Well, the the age, it has to be, it can't be older than 2006 for Uber and 2002 for Lyft. Oh, I see. So I thought you meant for the people the getting in the car that it's got to be, oh. that the people wouldn't, oh, no, that, no, no, no. This is a 2001. Uh, no, thank you. No, uh, maybe. I mean, I, I don't know. I don't know how they set those criteria. I just looked at it and went, what, what do I have the best chance with? And, and Lyft is underutilized, I think, or just not as well known in, in my area. So I, I started doing that, thinking there might be a market for that. I don't know that I can make a living on it, but I enjoy it as a side hustle um, <laughs> and kind of moonlighting with it. But yeah. I've also learned just from a pastoral perspective um, and just enjoying being around people, I'm learning my community in a whole new way, meaning people I never would have met before. And exegeting, just kind of learning what my community is all about in these nooks and crannies that, I mean, I've lived here on and off since 95. And in the last less, you know, last five months, I've been places and talked with people I never would have before um, doing this rideshare thing. And it's, it's quite intriguing. I mean, it's the first time I've had drunk people in my car too, um, which, which is, which is interesting. I'm sure that there's lots of different perspectives on that. Um, but it's 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 a way just to be in a lot of different situations, some some uncomfortable, that uh, stretches me, um, and it it took quite a bit of of uh, just kind of ramping up to it for me to kind of get into. I mean, there was some adrenaline, and I still get a little bit of a rush, but I just enjoy it. It's like you you turn on that app, and you get into your morning or your night or your day, and you don't know who it's going to be, and you don't know where you're going to go. And you just end up where you end up. And I kind of like that flow. So now did they, um, the cost of the ride share, does that, yeah. do, like, do you get reimbursed for your gas and things like that? How does that operate? I mean, we don't, we don't have something like that here. We have hitchhikers. Really? Yeah, we have hitchhikers. Oh, so like, are, are you, when you say here, do you mean like your area or are you talking like nationally? Uh, well, I think Uber was trying to get in. Toronto, um, and maybe they have, and they might be in other places now, Vancouver. I'm not really sure, mainly because in Atlantic Canada, uh, to the best of my knowledge, we don't have any of those rideshare things where you have a thumb and you walk on the side of the road. So when you said hitchhiker, that's you're not that's not actually a service or an app. That's actually just like hitchhiker. Oh, no, 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 no. It's, it's a person with a sign that says, like, you know, uh, PEI or bust. Type thing. Are you going my way? Yeah, very much so. Very much so. <laughs> well, that is the original. That's like the analog rideshare, right? Oh, that's the OG. <laughs> yeah. If, yeah, if, yeah. If we were to use the terminology yeah, well, of the I day. Mean, you just, there, you know, there's a, um, I, I was a, I was a writer before I've been a driver and, um, you know, there's, I, I knew how much it costs to get from my house to the Boise airport if I'm going to take an Uber. Yep. And, um, is it cheaper than a taxi? Well, 
I I've not used taxis in this area, but from from what I've seen, what I've researched in the conversations I've had, way cheaper than a taxi. Wow. Okay. Yeah. I mean, you've got you've got a person using their own vehicle, and true, and you're and they're gonna get they're gonna get a, a majority cut of what the fare is, um, but the rideshare company is going to get you know gets a piece of that and then they've got state stuff and other service things that they need they need to pay out but i mean there's a you know there's a after each ride i know how much i'm going i i it immediately shows me how much i'm being paid out of that and right. then people tip on top of that and my experience has been that lift lift riders tip more often than uber uh riders do oh any um, any uber listeners out it, there step it up Step it up. I'm, I'm, yeah. I'm just, I'm just saying. At least in my area now, as an Uber, I've used Uber more as a rider than than I have Lyft. Sure. And that, I think that has to do with availability, which led me to think about which one would I want to do. Well, maybe, maybe Lyft is less used, so maybe there's more opportunity. And I did like, I think I did five rides today, just through the Thursday's kind of my flex day, like I was telling you before. And yeah. So I was, I was working on different stuff with because, um, and had some talked with the pastor and lunch with some people doing some stuff, getting ready for Azarine youth conference. Um, but in between I was just, I had the app on when a ride came up, I went and did it. I did a couple of scheduled rides so people can schedule a ride and then you can look at it. And if it's available, you can select it and then you can plan your day and then go pick up that ride and take them to wherever they're going. So that's kind of cool. Um, so yeah, I just kind of worked through the course of the day and I, I, I like it. I mean, I, I enjoy that, and I, I think it's a creative way to have some income and just learn more about your community and and meet people and and um, had some pretty cool conversations along the way. That's extremely cool. Like that, you've turned that into, and it just seems like a natural way of doing it to, to actually be able to minister in your community in a way that, like you're literally you're literally going out to them, you know, and yeah. you probably don't open your door and go, hey, it's me, you know, uh, Pastor, Pastor Wade picking you up. Yeah, not at all. Right. But, but I, I think there, I mean, there isn't a, there, there's an interior posture for me of intentionality of being centered on Christ and being present. Sometimes I remember to pray for people in the car. Sometimes it's afterwards. Yeah. But when I, and when I say pray, I mean, it's just me and my own thoughts and with the Lord and, and not trying to freak this person out and no, absolutely. project faith onto them, but just that, that's very much a part of this practice for me is not just trying to make a buck, but to actually be a, a presence of peace and light in the name of Christ, um, in, in, um, in my community. Um, and whether you're walking or driving to work or, uh, on a bus or doing rideshare stuff, I think that's an important thing. So I definitely see it as a pastoral practice. That's, that's really cool. I, I like that, man. That's, there's a, there's a lot of conversations that take place um, high up about, you know, um, how we do ministry now and, and, and uh, you know, because we have these brick and mortar buildings and we're asking all these people to come in, you know, come to the church, come in, come here. Yeah. And, and, you know, a lot of conversations now are about different, different ways of, of going out. We've always known that, that if it stays contained within the walls of these buildings we've built, then it, the church will die. We need to go out and, and be out there reaching people. Um, you know, different things like coffee houses and, and different, you know, just, just so many different ways to minister that are creative and new. And, and I think that you're really capitalizing on a really cool one right now. So good on you, man. That's awesome. 
Well, hey, thanks. I'm, I mean, I'm, in, I'm enjoying the journey, trying to figure it out. And like I said, I don't think I can make a living on it um, unless I was willing to like drive from 10 p.m. to 2 a.m. every Friday, Saturday, and Sunday night, and you know, start at 6 p.m. and miss dinner with the family and stuff. So it's it's definitely you got you got to find your niche with it and yeah. and 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 a rhythm that'll that'll work. But it's it's I'm having it's work. I'm having fun with it. Well, Kenny, I, I hate to cut us short, but we're getting close to an hour here. And wow. I, I know uh, the great thing about talking with you is that for me, it just goes by crazy fast. And I know Likewise. that there's, there's other things that, that are in your life and going on and we'll need to get you back on soon so that you can continue to, to just share with us and live life with us and, and all that. But I have to assume, Kenny... Um, things, you know, you're driving Uber and Lyft and you're, you're, uh, doing Spartan stuff and, and with because and all you're, you're, it seems like you're all over the place. (laughs) I know for me when I'm traveling or different things, I'm very thankful to have some kind of music streaming service. And I've got to assume that you've got that going. Um, so Kenny, would you give us a music streaming service recommendation? To, to start walking us out of this episode. Okay. If I could pick my favorite one, it, it would have to be Spotify. Um, I just recently unsubscribed from Apple Music. Yep. But it's not because I didn't enjoy it. It's because I had it for free and then I forgot to... <laughs> I, for, I forgot to unsubscribe for way too many months and it was long enough that my wife noticed on our... Uh-huh. On our, on our uh, bank transactions. Um, Been <laughs> so there. after two months of telling her that I was you know, still unsubscribing and I've lost my Spartan training list now, like my, my, my music that I compiled in Apple music for when I was running or lifting or, you know, doing different stuff. So Spotify is my all time favorite. Uh, up to this point, I got used to Apple music where Amazon prime subscribers. And so I'm back to that. Okay. If you had to pick one, though, you're picking Spotify. I'm picking Spotify, and I can't. Now I just have to listen to commercials and get random lists. Well, it's funny because I I had Apple Music. I was paying for it as well, and we did the family plan for it. Um, and we were, you know, we're using it like crazy, uh, invested in that ecosystem because I, you know, I have the, the iPad, iPhone, all that stuff. And then right. then when we got um, when we got the Google Minis, I saw that Spotify could stream to them or you could, you know, call out for music, but it would stream from either, you know, the Google Play music, which I don't have an account for that, or I probably do, but whatever, or Spotify. And so they were similarly priced. So we kind of, we switched and went with a Spotify account and I've really, I've really enjoyed it. There are some things that I don't get that I was getting in Apple Music, but then there's also things that I... Um, I didn't get an Apple music that I do get in Spotify. So you just kind of trade some things off, but Spotify certainly has been my go-to. It feels more intuitive to me out of the the different services that I've used. Yeah. Um, even, and, and Apple tends to be more for the user and user. I mean, my experience has been, it's whatever device is, it's intuitive, but Apple music hasn't been that intuitive. Just like I easily navigate it and kind of know what to do. I got used to it though. What the my it's not a complaint about Spotify, um, but you know it's it's easy because I have uh, AirPods. So if I tap my AirPods and want to play something 
you know, play my music or play whatever. It doesn't play from Spotify. I have to be very specific in how I talk to get Spotify to play. It wants to, you know, it wants to play podcasts from the podcast app or it wants to play music from, you know, Apple's library. And, and I obviously don't have that anymore, uh, but it was, so, anyway, I'm hoping that they'll bring that functionality and there's some different workarounds you can do. But, man, I'm enjoying Spotify. Not a sponsor. Uh, it's funny because I wish Lucas was here because in his notes, uh, he was thinking he might be here for this episode. So I'm, I'm going to let you know. For Lucas, he chose the 1997 Sony Discman with 15-second anti-skip and cassette adapter for the car. That is a sweet throwback because I had Righteous. that. You had that too, Kenny. Don't pretend like you didn't. Oh, what? There's no pretending. I could probably dig one up here somewhere. Oh, dear. Well, listen, thank you so much, listeners, for taking the last hour to spend it with Kenny and I. Kenny, thank you so much, Sugar Beat, for being here. Um, Always just, a pleasure. Just enjoyed our time together and look forward to doing this again. Remember, everyone, you can follow our podcast on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram at Oxford Holy Club, or you can email us, OxfordHolyClub at gmail.com. If you do use the social medias, make sure to use our hashtag OHClub, all one word. And if you do, if you could, could you? Leave a rating and a review on, uh, on, on iTunes or whatever service you're using. A five-star would be real good because if you do that, we'll read it on the air. But if maybe there's some room to grow and you want to give us some, some, some advice, put that in there because we will look and we will listen. Uh, and don't forget, if you do want to become a supporter of the show, you can do that by clicking the link that is in the description and you can make donations if you want. But you know what? More importantly than any of that, until next time, Keep spiritually fit. Now, Kenny, you say and have fun. Aru. Oh, wait. Oh, have fun. <laughs> have fun. <laughs>